The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm over to I'm your host. Time to recap Monday Night Football. The Ravens beat the Saints 27-13, but we've also got to first get to a much more exciting event that occurred on Monday night. The Jim Ursay press conference introducing Jeff Saturday as the new interim coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Joining me to do just that, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, fellas? Hey, Breach, what was your favorite sentence that left the mouth of Colts owner Jim Ursay during that that wild is all get out all over the place press conference that started at 8 20 ish p.m eastern time during a monday night football game uh you know when he started to talk about sausage i got hungry so that was that, it. i don't know how to make sausage i don't know what goes into sausage but i do know how to build a football team how can you not know how to make sausage or but, what goes into it but also <laughs> the whole point is like i don't want to like i thought he was like get, doing a uh i don't want to get like i don't want to show you what goes into the making of the sauce. The making of the sausage is like a, a, an analogy for how, sto- how like, like if you were talking about how to build a football team, you'd be like, listen, sometimes the making of the sausage isn't pretty. Like, you don't want to see how the sausage is made. Just let me do my job. Like you can't, you can't say, I don't know how the sausage is. That's not, it, it doesn't make sense as a, he either of- botched the analogy or he doesn't know how to make sausage and <laughs> neither one is good. I think he doesn't know how to make sausage. Um, my favorite one was when Ursay was telling people that you don't know how much the Colts win because they got quartiles on quartiles, baby. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right. That means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare. <laughs> it gets me every, I watch it a thousand times tonight and it gets me every time. We're in the upper quartile since 2000. We're in the upper quartiles of winners. It, it, like that takes into account essentially the entire Peyton Manning era in Indianapolis, ignoring like the last like, 10 years when they've been fine. Uh, Brian Jay also notes his quote about wanting a coach without experience was delicious. That also was quite funny. Brenton, you- a winning coach, a winning playoff coach, a winning coach that was proven to come in with our franchise. Now, I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that, that fear, and there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available. You know what that sounds like a little bit, Brinson? Um, 
when we did the Matt Rule Fired podcast, it sounds like the original quotes in a different form from David Tepper about he's a fat guy who wears baggy pants and sweats a lot. Yeah, he's like, I'm glad he doesn't have any experience. He's like, he was not afraid of analytics. Um, what? Is, but what other job would you do? Imagine like you get on a plane and they're like, <laughs> yeah, this pilot doesn't actually have any experience, but I'm I'm happy about that. He's, he's not afraid because, of crashing. Right. He's good to go. Don't sweat this flight. Like, what are you doing? He's also he's, citing quartiles and top quartiles. He's like, analytics sucks. I, mean, I was waiting for uh Jeff Saturday in that last clip that Billy just played to, to sort of slide it in Collins sort of style and says, I'm sitting right here. I can hear you. <laughs> um, we don't have this clip, but there was a, um, there was a moment when Jeff Saturday, they're like, you know, no offense, Jeff. And it's like, these are all guys who like covered Jeff Saturday too, by the way. They're like, no offense, but like, you know, do you, do you think you're ready? He's like, listen, when Jim Mercy called me about this job and offered me this job, I said, are you sure? He's like, are you sure I'm a candidate? Like as in, like, are, really? Did you did you dial the right number? Yeah, me? How many well, times? Think, how many times do you think Peyton Manning had to turn him down before? Sam Bruce Smith asked that question. How? How? Um, and thanks for stealing this question, by the way, without attribution. How much do you think he begged? Stealing Sean Payton's question, but sure. How much do you think he begged Peyton to to coach Indy? Um, I mean, I'm either sure Sean Peyton or Peyton Manning it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm guessing he calls Peyton three times a day. Uh, can you come coach your team? Calls Andrew Luck four times a day. Hey man, can you come back? Well, he crapped on Ram too. Yeah, he took a shot at Andrew Luck in that press conference too. He said, "Still bitter. He's still bitter." But he was like, he was trying to explain how he's such a winner. He's like, you know, we've we win. He's like, you know, I've got like, he's like, I, you know, you know, things things change. You know, he's like, like oh, I've never twenty seven years never had a quarterback retire in his prime. It's like this is unnecessary. I also made a um. A reference to how hard it is to win in this league before citing Michael Jordan. Uh, he there's no question about that. I, you know, um, you know, honestly, it's, it, you know, um, it's not really even in the the consciousness of my mind uh, uh, about that um, sort of thing. You know, I I, I just know, um, you know, look at, you know. Chris was highly sought after when he came here. It was a great indication of this organization that he wanted to come here because he could have gone anywhere he wanted. You know, he's been executive the year before, and you guys can try to diminish him all you want, but that's just your words. They have no substance to it because there's no truth in it. I mean, the guy's a winner, and, and, and he's been immensely successful. You know, no one's perfect in this game. We all lose a lot in this league. You know how many shots Michael Jordan's missed? You know how many games Michael Jordan's lost? <laughs> I don't. I don't know the top of my head. I don't either. Also, but Michael my- Jordan has titles with his losses. What do the Colts have? Well, I will. I will push back. I, I think Michael Jordan's not didn't play in this league. He played in the National Basketball Association. Chris Ballard, I think on the outside looking in, and Colts fans obviously may feel very differently. But we talked about it on the emergency pod earlier. Frank Reich went 40, 33, and one. Yes. And Chris Ballard had obviously a lot to do with that. And I think if Andrew Luck hadn't retired, this is a different conversation. This is the same conversation that you have when Tom Brady leaves Bill Belichick. Sure. I, I, I mean, so I, I get what on, on some level. Michael Jordan, by the way, went uh, won 69, 60, 69% of his games with the Bulls, 639 and 291. 
Yeah, I, we should all know that, I suppose, my bad. But my point is that I get on some level what Ursay's saying, but I do also understand the frustration that Colts fans have had for quite some time now. Hey, Breach, let me ask you this. Like, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this press conference, every oh, single yeah. moment of it. People on Twitter were angry about the, the, the circus atmosphere and all that. I loved it. Should Colts fans be angry, ambivalent, feel better or worse about their team after that talking to? Well, I mean – you already knew what you had in Jim Irsay, so the only, it's not like you you had him up on this pedestal and was like, oh my God, he's tanking the franchise. <laughs> right. It wasn't this is a guy who spent $5 billion on random autographed guitars right. on auctions every weekend. So it's not like, I, if that is a reason to worry, that's when you're worrying. But I don't think, you know, I, there's nothing they could have done as far as a hire goes to make you feel like, oh, this team's going to turn around and make it the playoffs. But it is a little weird that, look, the Colts are in second place in their division. Their season isn't over. This isn't your normal firing. So you would think, hey, we could bring somebody qualified in. And, you know, maybe Jeff Saturday ends up being a great coach. But if you're still in it, and the Colts are more in it than any team that's ever fired a coach uh, in the NFL, and they still have a shot, and they bring in a guy with they no don't, experience. They have zero shot. Number one, the Titans were in that division. We discussed that yesterday. We did. No, I'm just, yes, we all agree the Titans are the best team in that division. I'm just saying the Colts are in second place. and Give maybe, me a percentage on them sneaking in as a seventh seed, or better, if you're optimistic, in the AFC. Nine percent. That's way too high. Are you taking the over or under that, Brinson? I'm under. Nine percent. Are you crazy? Are you smoking what Zach Taylor's smoking? <laughs> I'm smoking with Jim Irsay smoking. <laughs> then it's 99. percent I'm trying to um, find the uh, let's see, let's see all the playoff. You know what? How about 0.9 percent? That's what I said. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I didn't move the decimal. If they elevated John Fox, five percent according to 538. Oh, see, I was only four percent off. Thank you. You were, you. Ha- you were 50. Literally double. That's yes, double. you were off Thank by 50. percent Thank you. Yeah. So, Brinson, I'll, I'll ask you this because you were the, our resident conspiracy theorist. Is this the example of Jim Ursay saying the quiet part out loud by bringing in um, Jeff Saturday and saying we're qu- we're quitting, we're tanking for whoever the quarterback is we love, and then we're leaning into it like we're not doing it secretly? I actually don't. I, wow. I, I, you are well, a, you're a very mysterious man. Go ahead. I can't wait to hear this. I, I think that Jim Ursay and I and I would have thought that before. I don't think Jim Ursay would want Jeff Saturday. I think he doesn't want him to be bad. I think he wants him to win some games. I think he wants to hire him full time. And a Jeff uh, Jeff Saturday's defense, he seemed like people say great things about him. He doesn't have any experience, but he's supposed to be a great leader and all that. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think Ursay wants to. I think it's like I mentioned this before. I think it's like the Wisconsin. Um, uh, set up where they fired Paul Christ and they promoted Jim Leonard, who the former Wisconsin player, defensive coordinator, up and coming experience. Uh, right, but I'm saying it's like, it's like a, like a, I think it's Barry Alvarez still, still the maybe somebody else is the AD, but anyway, the, the AD loves Jim Leonard, wants wants to hire him, doesn't want him to get stolen away, got rid of Paul Christ early. I think this is a case of Ursay's like, okay, I want to bring in Jeff Saturday. If he's any good, we'll win a couple of games. If he's if he's terrible. We'll end up, you know, tanking. Like, I, I don't think Jim Mercer is a rational actor right now. I don't think this is like Jim Leonard though, because Jim Leonard was well respected as a coach. Now, Jeff Saturday is well respected as a person, but he's been coaching high school. Yeah, he has zero experience as a coach at the college or NFL level. Let me ask you a question. I'm just saying that I think in the instance, I'm not, I'm not comparing the two candidates. I'm saying in, in the instance, I think Ursay wants to hire Jeff Saturday full time. And the only way he can justify it is if Jeff Saturday comes in and like 
the Colts look competent and try hard for the final eight games of the season. Well, there's still the Rooney rule that he has to comply with. So yeah, I, mean, can just, I mean, you can just interview two minorities and then hire Jeff Saturday. I mean, let me ask, let me ask you this: If Jeff Saturday's name was Jerome Saturday, you think he's getting this opportunity? I do. Not. Just just wondering. That just popped into my head. I mean. So, no, <laughs> that's <was> the question. <laughs> JJ Jonathan Jones actually tweeted out earlier on on Monday. Uh, he was talking. He texted the coach about his thoughts on on um, the hire, and the coach sent back a photo of like this minority coaching fellowship of you know fifty black guys standing on a uh, and bleachers getting a picture taken for for this NFL sort of opportunity and uh yeah here comes jeff jeff saturday moonwalking into the building as the interim coach and at the end of the day whatever it, it is what it is but it, you know here we are <laughs> i think i think it helps you so the texans got crushed for trying to hire josh mccown rightfully so this feels like josh really cool trying to hire josh mccown and josh mccown feel is supposed to be a solid dude as well and maybe a great coach but it really, feels really like, nice guy feels like a similar situation for sure but this is the only way you can get Jeff Saturday in there to, to like, this is the only way you can get him in the building with, by and bypass the Rudy rule, get him in the building, let him coach and see how he does. And then potentially hire him. Like if they go to four and four, or even two and six, but they look, they try hard and they look okay. You know, he can, he can, I mean, he's, he can do whatever he wants. It's his team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's, I think it's one of those two things. I don't think he's, I don't think he's firing Frank Reich and hiring Jeff Saturday thinking this guy's going to get us to the playoffs this year. What do you think he was thinking? Because it was hard to discern from the press conference. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's thinking correct. Like Ursay or Saturday. Ursay. Ursay. What's Ursay thinking? Okay. What's his plan? What's Ursay's plan? Is my question. I, I think he's. I think he's impatient and fed up, and 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 this Carson Wentz thing is like messing with his brain. And he do you cannot, think he's like, a, Do you think he's a better owner than David Tepper? I think he's a better owner than David Tepper. I think he's a luckier. I think he's had more fortune with quarterbacks. Yeah, he's in the Peyton Manning and yeah. Andrew okay. Luck. Fair enough. Okay. Because he's like, I hired Bruce Aaron as my interim coach. How'd that work out? He won a Super Bowl later. It's like, he didn't win a Super Bowl for you. Oh, did he actually say that? The press yeah. Conference? And it's like, and you, he was like the offensive coordinator. He had 40 years of experience. You just promoted, <laughs> you just promoted your, your coach got cancer and you promoted the, the offensive coordinator got promoted by the GM to the head coach. And he had 40 years of experience prior to that is in terms of the NFL. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing about this, you know, besides obviously the minority hiring part and Ursay just doing whatever the hell he wants um, to get Jeff Saturday in there. But how do you feel if you're Gus Bradley or John Fox, a former head coach, Reggie on Wayne, the coaching who's a, former, staff, a former Colts legend with more experience than Jeff Saturday. And now you're taking orders from a guy who was coaching high school football last week. You know, that how's the coaching staff going to feel about that? So they're not. What? Are they on their buy or not? I haven't checked their schedule. No, they the Raiders. The, they the Raiders. Josh McDaniels. So yeah. let me ask you this. Jeff so, Saturday tweeted the Raiders stink a week ago. <laughs> oh, that's right. He did. So it's, you know, the, the press conference is 8 o'clock on Monday, November 7th. They have a game this Sunday. Um, he said during the press conference, Jeff Saturday did that. I'm talking with the coaching staff. Haven't talked with the defensive staff yet to interview who's going to be calling the plays. Typically the game plan is ready to go by Tuesday. So he said tonight he was going to make a decision tonight and then go. So someone's got to pull an all liar to get the game plan together. And then they're going to be calling plays. All right. right. If it wasn't the Raiders, it'd be such so easy to hammer. Like just whoever they were playing. 
Okay, that's wild, man. It's it's fun, they though. They literally play a game. They're going to wake up tomorrow morning with a game in five days, and the play caller has never called plays before. Let me ask you another question. What happens? I'm going to trade you Andrew Scotty Montgomery, is my guess. What happens if the Colts win like 35 to nothing? Do you have to fire Josh McDaniels? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they won't, but yes. I do. Yeah. I think there's a chance. Yeah, I actually think there's a chance he might be like John Fox is calling plays. I'm not kidding. Oh, my gosh. What if Josh McDaniels gets fired because he lost to Jeff Saturday in Jeff Saturday's first game? And if John- you get out coached by a guy who was literally coaching high school football last week, you cannot keep your job. Like, especially, after, especially after you ended up in that job because you pulled out of the Colts job. And the guy there's your revenge game angle. You. There's your revenge game, Brinson. And right. like you have the, the Colts have a backup quarterback. They just fired their coach. They have an interim coach. They don't have an offensive coordinator. They're in total disarray. If 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 the Raiders cannot beat this team, then the Raiders might not win any more games, and you just get rid of McDaniel's now. Hey, Breach, well, let let's say that two years from now, Joe, Joe Burrow gets traded to the Steelers and wins a bunch of Super Bowls, and, and the the Bengals are a one win team in the middle of the season, and um, the owner comes to you and says, "Call you to call out of the blue, like, hey, do you want to coach the Bengals?" And so I'm just trying to play out the Jeff Saturday thing. Jeff Saturday has to talk to his wife and his son. Are you going to talk to Rachel and your daughter? And think about it, or are you just going to say, absolutely not, this is idiotic? Jeff Saturday did play a little more football than Breach. But, but this, this is but true. But he can't I play was... the football as far as Breach, let's be honest. I mean, it's, if you were to call any former NFL player, what if Mike Brown called my dad? Yeah, what okay? if he called Jim Breach? Same amount, almost the same amount of NFL experience as Jeff Saturday. Or Brimmer Sison, like. Well, yeah, I mean, what? well, I mean. Brimmer Brimmer's never coached, right? I mean. I like the yeah. Jim Breach angle better. Because you know, well, it's, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like. I've seen like boomers in the media and you know, right. I mean, whatever. You're just calling somebody random up and it's just, I, I don't know that they would be comfortable taking the job. I wonder how it, you got the sense that Jeff Saturday felt uncomfortable sitting next to or say why he was saying the words that he was saying when, when Saturday spoke, it made a lot more sense. Like it, it felt like he hadn't talked. The press conference would have been fine. It would have been fine. That's right. It wouldn't have been, I thought it was fine either way. I enjoyed it. It, it wouldn't have been as entertaining, but, and I think, as people noted afterwards, you would have you'd have felt better about it because Saturday does have he's charismatic, whether he's has experience or not. And, and he he also didn't like bluff in the way that Jim Urshay did. Urshay's like, I've won all this stuff. Like I hired, I, he's like, I've never hired a losing coach. He's like, Well, you did why did you just fire Frank Wright? Like you did like what are you you're bragging about hiring a guy you just fired? He's like, Bill Polian's been fired twice. It just people get fired in this league. And Saturday got there and was like, Listen, I don't He's like, of course. He's like, I, I'm gonna have to earn my earn my earn the respect of the people in the locker room. I'm gonna have to earn the respect of the coaching staff. I understand that. I don't have experience. Like, he, he, he was, was at least honest about it. You know, I'm gonna completely date myself here, but he was Admiral Stockdale. He was the the vice presidential running mate for Ross Perot back in '92, I think. <laughs> who did it? Who who had a uh, at the um, debate said. Who am I? Why am I here? <laughs> and that sort of felt like Jeff Saturday having to explain himself. Like, wait, why are you on the the, on the, the actual quote? He said he said he looked at Jim Mercy and he said, "Why am I a candidate for this?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is Admiral Stockdale uh, for my for my listeners from the from the late eighties, early nineties. Peyton Manning said he didn't find out about it till Adam Schefter tweeted about it. Adam Schefter before after he put a shirt on for doing the, the Kirk Cousins dance. What was that? <laughs> shirt was Adam Schefter. Uh, was, any other thoughts from the uh, Jeff Saturday press conference? No, that was fun. I look forward to this game. And part of me, I don't know, uh, Brinson, do you have in front of you the, the, the spread for the, the Colts Raiders? Uh, I can, it was six points when I was putting together my picks about three hours ago. In Las Raiders, Vegas? Raiders, 
Raiders favored by six in Las Vegas. I, don't I bet it's change. I bet it's seven and a half now, and I'm going to take. I'm going to bang the Colts all day long on that. Really? My God! I'm going to still six. Hadn't moved. Yeah. The uh, the under so, forty two and a half. The Jeff Saturday hiring didn't uh, shock the books into. Uh, <laughs> That's how bad Josh, Josh McDaniels is. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? Uh, holy Moses! All right, yeah, that was fun. All right, let's well, let's take a break. Then when we uh, come back, we'll talk about the Monday Night Football game. Next First game. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes, there was a game breach. Indeed. A game that was won by the Ravens 27 to 13. Not a particularly good game. Hey, Brenton, um, let me ask you a question. Did you think as the press conference was going on in primetime that that would have an effect on the primetime Dalton effect and, and lessen it? Because nobody was paying attention to the game. And Andy Dalton's like, thank you. Like, right. they, they should have piped the Jim Mercer press conference into the stadium. <laughs> and so Andrew, uh, Andrew Bernard. Yeah, what's uh, his middle name, Breach? Coughlin Dalton. Would have been able to- <laughs> Who? Walker Dalton. Andy, what's Andy's little name? Oh, Andrew Gregory Dalton. Gregory, Gregory, yeah. He still stinks, it turns out, Breach. <laughs> you know what's uh, funny is that... Uh, got absolutely gashed by the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens... Uh, Dennis Allen said that the Ravens had it, the ball for 40 minutes. I was going to check and confirm that. 37-47 to 22-13. Whew. 319 yards to 243. The... the they ran 65 plays to 49 plays. The Saints defense just couldn't take any more of it. And eventually was just getting gashed by uh, Kenyon Drake in the run game. 24 carries, 93 yards for Kenyon Drake, two rushing touchdowns. Lamar had 11 carries for 82 yards. Nothing they could do to stop them. This was not a particularly close game. 14 nothing, and it, it never really got any closer. All right, Breach, I want to hear your defense. Anthony Bartolucci asked in the comments, how would Jameis be worse than this? Uh, Jameis would have thrown three interceptions instead of one, and the Stop game would have been over by halftime. Well, the game was over by halftime. By halftime, yes. <laughs> well, right, so it would have been over. Oh! <laughs> it would have been more over. More, more over by halftime. That's a hell of a defense. <laughs> it was 14-3 at halftime, and it was not. It was I mean, more. I'll be honest. I thought they should have stuck with Taysom Hill just because of the way the Ravens' defense was playing, yeah, I, and I Taysom I was way more athletic, and it felt like he was finding these little gashes and 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 – they were moving the ball when he was in there. Andy Dalton, there were like several times where he got hit like really, really hard. And he was under pressure a bunch. Um, I didn't think that he was. I mean, and please don't say what you're about to say. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I mean, am I, I mean, am I don't wrong? Or they, 
Even Breach is like, don't, don't say that about Gregory Dalton. So I he, defend Dalton all the time. I can't defend him for this game. I don't he, was, he went good. I mean, he was 19-29 for 210, a touchdown and a pick. Here's what I will say. Marshawn Lattimore didn't play. Brad, Bradley Roby's out. Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry didn't play. Marcus Davenport and Pete Werner left during the game. So they were down a lot. Alvin Kamara did play. Crystal Lavi played. But you, you can't win with two superstars and, and the quarterback. Um at Andy Dalton's point in his career, fair or not. So I think if they're at full health, I, I think Breach is right. I mean, Andy Dalton gives you just as much a chance, probably better perhaps than Jameis, who was prone to turning the ball over when Sean Payton isn't around. I, I get all that. But at no point in this game did the Saints have a chance. None. In fact, the touchdown they scored was such a, a freaking fluke because Marcus Peters and uh, Chuck Clark refused to push Jawan Jennings out of bounds. That they scored, uh, I think it was in the fourth quarter, that, that touchdown. Yeah, it's four minutes left, and they cut it to a 14-point game. You guys want to hear a, a fun fact? So, Justin Houston is playing his sixth game. He has eight and a half sacks. The Ravens haven't had a player reach double-digit sacks since 2017. Crazy. Terrell sucks. Terrell, Terrell sucks. That's right. Absolutely. Um, you want to hear another crazy fact? I do. That was Andy Dalton's 10th loss to the Baltimore Ravens. That is the most losses by one quarterback Against the Ravens in NFL history, number nine next on the list at nine losses. You know who that is Benjamin Big what? Roethlisberger. You got it. You got. The, you looked at the same tweet I did. But um, all right, no, I, I, I have all Andy Dalton stats memorized. I have a funny, funnier fact for you, Breach. What? Uh, fourth quarter, eight and a half minutes to go. Justin, first round pick, Tucker, laced a forty-one yard field goal. He's so. Let's see, how many consecutive field goals has he made? in the fourth quarter or overtime with that kick 42 it's 60 something it might be 60 64 he cheated once again that's 64 <laughs> oh 60 something might be 64 <laughs> at least he played up like i said 60 or 60 i i'm the guy no, who follows you said, kickers you don't think i know justin tucker's best numbers something. by heart you said it's 60 something then said maybe 64 such a good liar he lies so often that he knows how to act like he's not lying you said you said you said you sent a trivia question to your your group text, and then the guy who like waited like a couple of minutes to, after Googling <laughs> was like, uh, maybe, hey, maybe we literally have two commenters <laughs> who also correctly got it right. So Ryan's question was just weak. Give your question a D. I have another question then. All right, be harder next time, Wilson. Well, then if the, the challengers did. I mean, it's the challengers. The, the commenters weren't like maybe sixty four. They said sixty four. Well, I couldn't remember if it was 60 or 64. I, I knew it was one of the two. Ah, shut up. The Ravens are 6-3. and three. How many games this season have they led by 10 or more points? All of them. Uh, nine. Yeah, breach one. At least Breach didn't lie that time. And they've lost three of those games. Early in the season, we were we just couldn't let the, the Dolphins game, for example. We're like, oh, my God, this team is. Dolphins and the Bills. And then what was the other one they lost? Uh, what was the other one, Breach? Uh, they also lost to what? the New York football Giants. Oh yeah, they were, they were leading by seventeen in all those or double digits in all those games. Ten plus. And you yeah. know what's crazy though is that I don't think they're going to blow any double digit leads. The defense looks so much better tonight, and it was just something as simple as adding Roquan Smith. They're getting healthy, and well, that play, the playing other Andy Dalton, who refuses to beat the Ravens, also helps. Well, right, but they absolutely shut down Alvin Kamara, who had no room to run. He had a, you know a, like two nice runs in the entire game. It was uh, like ten yards too. I mean, and that was it though. I mean. They really shut down the Saints. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing you can say is is just primetime Andy Dalton. So we don't know for sure that this defense <laughs> actually improved. No, but it, it really felt like they did, up. and they looked really good. The pass rush had been improving. Then they added Roquan. Um, and then they they brought back, was it Wormley and Tyus, ba Tyus Bowser for this game, yep. too? 
Um, I'm not sure they played. Yeah, no, they Bowser was back for sure. So the this game sort of falls not necessarily in the middle, but but uh, they will have played one game in 23 ga- 23 days. Their buy is coming up. They don't play again until November 20th. That means Mark wow. Andrews gets healthy. That means J.K. Dobbins is closer to getting healthy. Um, and you know Rashad Bateman's done, but but Deshaun Watson played tonight, left with a little hammy. Um, so they're trending in the right direction. And Breach, I think you're right. I, I think the the days of what. What are you talking about, Billy? Is no, that's Eagles? what because Wilson said he thinks I'm right. We never oh, thought okay. to say that. Yeah, that it, fair enough. That that's the right usage of that. No, you just said you just said Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, dude. Oh, Deshaun what? Jackson. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, is there another Deshaun Watson on the Ravens? Deshaun I Jackson. I haven't said Deshaun Jackson's name in so long because he hasn't right. played, but he he tweaked his hammy. Um, Deshaun Watson might have tweaked his hammy tonight too. I don't know, but, but my like, point is, you're, you're basically getting like, so it's, I mean, what's today? The ninth? The seventh. Close. Gosh, you got 13 days between games. 23 days total. You have one game in 23 days when the sandwich in between those that, that much time off. Yeah. So they, they got plenty of time. And Mark Anderson didn't play tonight. So he's got a, a few, you know, two weeks to get help. Oh, that's just, that, like, that's probably why Andrews didn't play. They felt like they could go down there when, you know, <laughs> once they found out Andy Dalton was, was starting, they're like, okay. Well, it's just like, if you feel like you can go down there and win and like you can give him all that time off. And so he's like, this team should be really healthy. I, I, um, and look, they obviously the, Anything can happen when you get to the playoffs, and you know, but like you know, this point, like Ravens Eagles feels like I feel like okay with that Super Bowl pick. You know what I'm saying? Like the like the Ravens look like a team that's trending in the right direction. I think you make the case that they're all right. Before you before you say it, let's let's do it. Let's rank the top five teams in the AFC. Go. Your top five teams, not the playoff order. Something stupid breach would do. I mean, do it. The Bills. Bills, I mean, I'm gonna go the Ravens one. That's fine. Do what you want. I was going to ask this nest of the Bills until we know what, what's up. Right. I'm not going to say the Bills are one until I know what's up with Josh Allen's elbow. That so would who, be... are you going, who are you going to one? Ravens one. Okay. Keep going. Chiefs two. Bills three. Okay. Um, am I missing somebody obvious? Uh, Miami is uh, in the mix. Miami's four. Tennessee, uh, Jets, Chargers. Tennessee Bengals. Bengals are there too. Bengals are there, yeah. Bengals aren't. I can't believe the Bengals are ninth right now. Breach. That's crazy. Breach. Go ahead. Or you want me to go? Um. Wait. Who was Brenton's fifth? Um. Titans. The Titans. Yeah. That's that's bold. <laughs> that's the bolder Titans? than having the. That's bolder than have the Ravens one of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Remember. Oh, what's your top five, Breach? That's absurd. Uh. Well, the Bills thing is really. Kind of, I can't do the Bills one until I know. I don't know what to do with them because I, like, I, I tend to think that the thing with Josh Allen's elbow, where they're like, it's leaning like this is probably more of like it's like their initial reports, and then they're like, it's kind of vague, and then Sean McDermott's like, we're still waiting on test. It's pretty. You should know by now. Maybe yeah, doctor- you've had all day Monday to perform these tests. It, it, like if you go, maybe and- the doctor's office was closed today. Breach, you ever think of that? Any injury this season has been diagnosed by Monday. And so there has not been one. What are your top five teams? Well, it's I'm just saying if he's out for a what few weeks. What are your weeks, top five teams? I mean, that changes. All right. What if you say grandma? Part? All right. Here is my top five. It is. Oh, Chiefs. Okay. Uh, Ravens. Jeez, Ravens too. Bills. Eyes closed. Okay. Bengals. Dolphins. Okay. All right. So I'm going. Chiefs, Bills. I'm not worried about Josh Allen. He's tough. Chiefs, Bills, um, Ravens, Dolphins, Bengals. Okay. 
I'd be fine with the Bengals in there instead of the Titans. It's fine. Ravens, Dolphins. I got I, I, Titans, yeah. I do. I don't. I mean, obviously, you don't trust. I mean, you need Ryan Tannehill back. Yeah. I think it's a much better team. I mean, so let's say, so top five, give me one team out of these three that you trust at six Jets, Chargers, and Titans. See, I would take the Titans there. I take Breach. the Titans. Titans. I, I'm just gonna. I gotta roll with the Chargers just because Chargers I, just aren't trustworthy. And, I get it. I get it. But and Zach Wilson. I mean, look, it's not the Jets. It's it's not it's not the Jets team. But Ryan Tannehill isn't back yet either. Ankle's different than the elbow, though. Fair. I will say though, as the official Bengals homer of the podcast, that I think the Ravens not only win the AFC North, but they win it by at least two games. You just saw your Bengals beat that team 42 to nothing until they let Baker Mayfield score a few points. I did. And why are you saying what you're saying? Uh, I just think the Ravens look good. I think they have a much friendlier schedule. Uh, you talked about that bye. Coming out of the bye, they get Carolina, Jacksonville, and Denver. That's just... But they still have to play the Steelers twice. That's now five games right there. Plus, Shut they have up. the Falcons and the Browns. Um, they might not play a team that has a winning record until... Oh, they- and, and the Bengals are, uh, haven't won a division game yet. Bengals are 0-3 in the division. They're 0-3? They're 5-1 against non-AFC North opponents. Holy cow. I didn't realize that. That's fun. That's a fun fact. But, I mean, also, you look at the Bills. The Bills are 0-2 in the division, 6-0 against everyone else. All right, Breach, you were talking up the the Colts' chances. What are the um, Saints' chances in that terrible division? Man, they're only one game out. Here we go. But... But, uh, but the, the third in the division, though, they're behind Atlanta. Yeah, they're only one game out. Jeez. And they're, so they're you're telling me there's a chance. Absolutely not. They have a win over <laughs> the Falcons. Got eyes. He knows he's lying to everyone here. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I mean, the Colts are 0.9%. I would put the Saints at like 12%. I think there is. Saints are actually 13% to win. Oh, well done. 10% to make the division, to win the division. Took the wins over Wilson math model and used it, it in my works. head right on the it spot. Works. Buccaneers are 61% to win the division. Falcons 26, Saints 10. This is via 538. If the Saints get healthy, all those guys get healthy, and they play only 1 p.m. or 425 p.m. games, I think that's uh, right. Uh, and guess done? what? Uh, one, they done? one quick note on the South is that the Atlanta Falcons have the second easiest schedule based on current win-loss record. Uh, and the Ravens have the easiest remaining schedule. Uh, David McNichols wants to know, does anyone in the NFC South finish with a winning record? Uh, I'm going to go no. I don't know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule is remaining, but that t- that game that we watched on Sunday against the Rams, I think, Breach, you described it as, as a preseason. Someone described it as a preseason game is what it felt like. Uh, Bucks get the Seahawks in Germany in oh, right, high yeah. week, and then they get the uh, Browns in Cleveland with no Deshaun still, obviously. Saints at home. At 49ers. Oh boy. Bengals at home. At Cardinals. Panthers at home. At Falcons. I, I'll best I case, the, they win four games. The Falcons only have one game left against a team that has a winning record. The other six games, all against teams with losing records. So I think Tampa Bay gets the eight wins. I think Tampa, Tampa Bay could win six of those games. Can the Falcons get the nine? They have the Panthers, the Steelers, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Commanders. Uh, that's the that's, Bears. It's going to be close. I, I'm going to. I don't know. I, if I, think gets, the, I think the Buccaneers can win six of those games. I don't know if there are odds up on um, Caesars uh, about this division finishing 500 or below. <laughs> no, I, I guess that it's minus money, but I, I would take that that bet. 
eight and nine. We get it. And finally, MVP up. a division winner. It's been a while since we've seen. I think there's only been three division winners in NFL history. Yeah, Lamar down to nine to one to an MVP now. Interesting. I think the St. Louis card, uh, St. Louis Rams did it. Did the Seahawks do it? No, they the they Seahawks were did it. They went they, seven and nine. The Panthers did it. They went seven, eight, and one. I think the St. Louis Sam Bradford. You no, know, it's crazy Rams if Lamar. I'll tell you who's an interesting MVP candidate right now. Oh God, Tua. Um, Tua's twenty to one. I was gonna say Tyree Kill. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. He's hundred. And you know, this is Brenton uh, Brian Jay's comment here that just came up because this is kind of the point you were trying to make last night is that the Bucks in the playoffs with the losing record would be favored against most teams. Uh, that's Brian Jay's comment. And Brenton, that's kind of what you were saying last night. If you put Tom Brady in the playoffs and with his experience, there's no reason you can't win a few games. There's a lot of reasons based on everything we've seen so far this season. I'm just saying that like that sort of game against the Rams could spark something with this offense. Maybe it gets rolling. Off of, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't hope I, is I, not a plan. That's not a it's not hope. I mean, they're just they're, I don't. All right, let's play this out. Actually, hold on, we, I can tell you, I actually tell you, let's see. So the Buccaneers. Win total adjusted win total. Oh, Eagles adjusted win total 14 and a half. The Panthers adjusted win total is four and a half. Yikes. Bucks is eight and a half. So they're right there. So let's see. I'm just thinking, like, if you do, and then the. So let, let's just play this out, though. So let's say the Buccaneers win the division. They'll, they'll probably be the fourth seed. I don't think we'll disagree on that. So the fourth seed plays who breached the, the fifth seed? Is that how it works? They play the fifth seed, so you're probably looking at, obviously, a second-place team. Right now, that would be the Cowboys Right. Uh, if the season ended today. You don't think the Buccaneers could – or the Giants are also 6-2, and two, so it could – Well, they- as we sit here, the Cowboys are fifth. So the Cowboys come to, to Tampa Bay. That's the, – the Cowboys are favored in that game. Am I correct or no? In January. Yeah, the Cowboys. Okay, I'm just – I'm just – Cowboys at Tampa in January? In the, in the um, wild card round, yes. Maybe like minus two, minus two and a half. I think probably maybe a pick. Let's say it's Buccaneers Giants. Are you betting on Tom Brady? Or are you betting on Daniel? Well, that, Jones? That's different. But well, after, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I I would bet on. What's that spread going to be? The, the spread's going to be a sucker spread, though. I think they I think just they don't have a spread because it's it's too absurd. I think it's like minus four, and I'm taking the Giants at minus four. And minus four, what are you taking? AFC uh, NFC Wild Card Round. New York in Tampa Bay. Probably the Giants. The Bucks. At minus four, you're taking the Bucks? Yeah. Well, it's a good spread if you split us up. Yeah, I'm you good. Said, did you say Giants? Oh, I'm uh, me and Breach are taking the Giants all day long. Uh, Brian yeah, Dable versus the guy who said we're it's dark times. <laughs> let's see. Let's see who comes out of the dark darkness. Yeah. Um somebody uh some other question. Never mind. Um Buccaneers are minus two twenty to win. NFC South Falcons plus three twenty Saints six to one the Panthers are sixty to one. The Panthers, but man, sixty to one in that like I don't know. Sixty to one, and you're only two games out of first place. Yeah, that- your adjusted win total is four and a half. <laughs> like, and you're, you're, like that's not great. But you're two and one in the division. Please stop with that breach. I, I mean, I don't know where this road ends. Almost certainly in a Thelma Louise situation. The playoffs with the Panthers. <laughs> it ends over the cliff is where it ends. So the Panthers play the, I mean, look, the Panthers play this Thursday against the Falcons. Then they get uh, many by Ravens at the Ravens, with the Ravens coming off that 21-day or whatever rest. Broncos at home at the Seahawks. Steelers at home. Lions at home. I mean. Oh, let me, let me mention quickly. There's a path. 
No, there's not. There's Stop. a pass. Let me go back to the game quickly. Uh, Billy mentioned this, and we didn't see it. Uh, late in the game, there was a stretch right before that field goal that I talked about, the Justin Tucker kick that made it 64, that number that you guessed magically breached in a row, uh, fourth quarter overtime. Uh, there was a stretch, a three-play stretch, where Lamar had to call timeout and yelled at Ronnie Stanley. Yeah. They barely got the snap off, and Isaiah Luckley batted the ball in the air. It was almost intercepted. And, and then the next play was botched as well. Uh, and he came off yelling at his offensive line. Do you take anything away from that? You mentioned that he threw the ball at somebody's butt. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. That's right. They th- they There was a uh, – He spiked he, the ball, and it jumped up at his right guard. <laughs> yeah, it, it um he was he was upset because Tyler Lindbaum didn't give him the ball quickly enough. Anyone it care about that? It's crazy how frustrated he got on – You know, when Tom Brady yells at his guys like that, it's on the sideline – when they're sitting down, but it was like, the third, third freaking time. Well, no, that's plays. the thing is that he did this like on the field, like, you know, like you, you got to call. You know, play Lamar doesn't usually do that either. Like, he right, right. Yeah, he's, he's usually out of character. Yeah, I will say he was asked about it after the game, and he said, "Look, nah, that's not a thing at all." He's like, "Well, he was asked, okay." Yeah, he was like, "No, no, no." He's like, "We're, you know, we're we all get hyped up." Ronnie yelled at me. I yelled at him. I probably, like, maybe he said I shouldn't have spiked the ball, but he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, we're all good. We love each other. We're tight. Everything." It was cool. basically a Jeff Saturday, Peyton Manning situation. Is what you're saying, <laughs> right? So I don't take away a ton from it in in that sense, just because it, I just thought it was weird to see Lamar like kind of freak out. But it's like it was. I thought it was that weird, or was it weird that they continued not to get the plays in on time? Yeah, I, I think it was like maybe it's just overall general, just sort of. What like what the hell, guys? Because you, you that's know, what you, I felt like. And maybe he's maybe he's mad at Greg Roman. Maybe mad at people who are like you know false starting. It it, it it did feel like the Ravens had a chance to just completely close out the game, and those little mistakes were yep. forcing them to sort of take these field goals and let and allow the Saints to hang around. And I think maybe maybe the frustration even for Lamar wasn't about the the false starts themselves, but the fact that if you don't, if you score a touchdown there. The yeah. game is over, and, and you're not going to have to worry about these comeback. You know, these people coming back from 17 points against you, or double digits against you. Yeah, and we've already thrown three double digit leads. Everybody's yeah. kind of playing puckered up. Like, yeah. here we go again. Yeah, we'll do this. Right. Yeah, I think it was more frustration with the sidelines for not getting things in order after the third time in a row. All, All right. right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For breach. Thank you for, for being a friend. I'm Britson. Smash that like button. Talk to you guys later. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.